0: The Cult of Popularity
1: Podcast. And welcome back, coppers. You're on the Cult of Popularity Podcast, the only cult that doesn't monitor your every move.
0: Nailed it. First time. First time's a charm. All right. What are we talking about this week, Josh?
1: Uh, We have got in store this week... Truman show the Super Smash Bros game franchise and uh, the TV series middle Bogan so you broke up a little bit there mate clean your ears out I said the Truman Show the Super Smash Bros game franchise and uh, upper, upper middle Bogan TV series awesome all right what a mix
0: it's uh probably one of more one of our more eclectic ones that we've had
1: one of our what more ones.
0: E- eclectic, epileptic. No, not epileptic. Can't make fun of people with epilepsy, Josh.
1: Man, I wasn't make fun of them. You went there. right
0: hey, Leave the epileptics alone. They're good people. That's actually not true. They could be. Could, they could be ass ar- Some of them could be arseholes. Can't put more in That's the true. basket of being good. Good people. I can hear you, cat. Are you talking about my pussy? Yeah, man. Well, don't be. We want to. This is how I communicate with all people. Oh, okay,
1: cool. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Well, let's kick things off with the Truman Show.
1: You want to go to the Truman Show? Yeah. bit of a uh, Jim Carrey. Good old Jim Carrey.
0: I don't think, they, they think this one gets as much, I don't know, not as much recognition as some of the others. Like When you first think of Jim Carrey, it's not the first, probably not in the first you know, five that you'd think of, it, I reckon.
1: Uh, no, it probably isn't. It's a bit different to his, uh, I guess, what he is more well known for, these eccentric characters and everything else like that, you know, like Ace Ventura um, and whatever else. The Mask. Yeah. The Mask was another one that did come to mind.
0: Uh, Man on the Moon, the Andy Kaufman film. Yeah.
1: Yeah, must say, quite interesting doco that you should watch if you're uh, interested in it and what Jim Carrey went through playing that role. Quite I've actually, interesting. I've actually watched that
0: doco. It is a very good doco. It is. It yeah. is. Definitely uh, changed the man. Did. But yeah, the uh, Truman Show, The I still remember when it came out. I'm actually pretty sure I went to the movies and watched it when it first came interesting. out. Interesting. Uh, now that we can't go to the movies anymore, it's a, it's a memory I'll cherish forever.
1: That's right. Are you sure? You would have been like nine years old.
0: Yeah, pretty sure my dad took me. He's told me some pretty inappropriate shit. <laughs>
1: He's like, oh, it's got Jim Carrey. In it. You'll be right. Can't be that bad. No. I mean really it's not, it's not that bad for kids. I mean, definitely uh open your mind up to some new concepts, that's for sure. Yeah. Everyone's watching. Everyone indeed was watching. <laughs> you could have come out of very paranoid too. That's a good point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just completely like fucked your brain for the rest of your life.
1: That's it. Just thinking that everything within your life is set up and staged.
0: Yeah, did they ever tell? Did they ever tell you in school? Like when I was in school, they told us. Like the teachers told us one time. Everyone was it was a really popular scary movie out that was out. I can't even remember which one it was, but it was like a really like popular horror movie. And the teachers like told as many students as possible that there was like a girl that went to a different school that like watched it and like it completely like caused her to have a mental breakdown and like now she's a vegetable and doesn't talk and stuff and it like fried her brain. No.
1: What the fuck?
0: <laughs> Apparently, my school was the only one that was all about traumatizing the kids. It didn't stop people from watching yeah, it.
1: That's, uh, that's an interesting one. No, 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 would, no, I did not experience that.
0: Well, it must have just been me.
1: Yeah, you're the only one they told.
0: Well, yeah, no, no, they told more people, but it must have only been me out of us two that it happened to. But if uh, any of our listeners have had anything similar to that happen, uh, let us know, give us a comment and... We'll, uh, we'll get back to you. We might even even read it out on the next episode.
1: Mm, so what, weird, fucked up shit that teachers told you. Yeah. Um, not like... Trying like, to keep you know, in
0: line or... Yeah, not like don't tell your parents, come in here sort of stuff, but like other stuff.
1: Yeah. No, teachers definitely had um, their weird stories that they would, uh, they would give their spiel for just to, you know, give that little bit of fear in there just to keep you in line. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now that I may have been told, but we've all experienced it surely.
0: Yeah, they love to lie. The old teachers, they love they love a bit of bullshit.
1: Anyway, Truman
0: Show. They do. Released in was well, released in ninety eight. Directed by uh, Peter Weir. Australian director. Oh, so uh, there indeed. Go. There's a link. He's a There's few, a link that we've got a few good
1: things under his belt. Oh, Pete.
0: Yeah. Pig picnic at Hanging Rock. I think Gallipoli was his other main, well-known one. Uh, and uh, Dead Piled Society. Oh yeah, Dead Piled Society, of course. So
1: yeah, definitely, has a few, few, uh, few good ones under his belt.
0: Yeah, definitely. But let's, uh, let's get into it. So basically, the whole idea of the Truman Show. I guess if you haven't seen it, or if it's yeah, you've been living under a rock. Basically. Tim Carey, uh, his character is being watched. His whole life is basically a, a uh, TV show. He's his name's Truman Burbank, and he is the star of the Truman Show, which is like, even though he re- does not know it himself. Yeah, he doesn't know it, so it's like reality TV, but he hasn't volunteered, and you know, isn't isn't at that yeah isn't aware of anything that's going on. And then he uh, he eventually starts to you know notice unusual things like a spotlight falling out of the sky. Um, <laughs> Or he pick, I think he picks up a radio frequency at one point that actually, like, is describing what he was doing. That the he was
1: production staff pick, or whatever.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, then then he sort of starts to catch on to it. And then everyone in the little town where he lives and um, everything, everything like and that's that. That's the crazy that thing is it. that
1: every person he's ever known is actually an actor. Yeah. So, they're all in on it. Everyone else knows about it. Accept him.
0: Yeah, it's definitely very strange. And then there was a, um, well, he ended up falling in love with some other girl and then she gets taken away. And then she finds a way to come back and she's the one that helps him, like, figure out everything that's going on.
1: Mm, Oh, well, yeah, because he starts to get real clued onto it, yeah, because there's little things. He's starting to pay a bit more attention, like, he even tries to leave the town in it and there's, like... Roadworks going on into the only roads going out, and he can't travel on them and shit like that.
0: How convenient.
1: Because mm, what, like the whole set is like under a massive freaking dome, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's uh, Stephen King esque.
1: Mm. I actually forgot about this. I was just reading through a bit that they actually gave him aquaphobia, the fear of water, by telling him that his father died in a boating accident and just broadcasting and putting out messages about the dangers of traveling. Constantly, so that he doesn't want to leave the town, and yeah, it goes like crazy, like totally fuck this man's life up, eh? Yeah, well,
0: there's like there's, um, there's like a scene, and you know, I'm sort of trying to remember it. Where there's a scene where he goes to a travel agent, and the travel agent's like very negative about all of these travel plans that he wants to have.
1: He mm. was um, what he was? He was actually born, like it actually, has started from his life. Yeah, he was born, and that's when the show started. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the whole idea was like crazy. Put this cunt in the system. Never tell him and let it run for however long it does like his parents obviously must have signed off on it yeah there's even a point where he's when he starts to make his escape that he's that um marion marlon sorry marlon who's like his mate i think comes to try and um check on him but then breaks character and and reveals that he's gone and then christoph um cuts the transaction because christoph's like the he's the the director i guess and he's um played by Uh, Ed Hill Ed Harris Sorry Ed Harris Um, He's played by Ed Harris Which is Ed Harris is a very good actor And he he was very good for the role
1: Yeah He did a good job
0: It did give birth to a uh, great catchphrase though Where he's saying goodbye to the neighbours And he's like In case I don't see you Good afternoon Good evening And good night (laughs) That's right Yes if you think about it, that would have been—he wouldn't have even known that, that was a catchphrase that he was using. That had like a obviously for the TV show. There's an audience following. You know, people would have been using that in their day to day lives. Like, oh look how fucking funny and cool I am, and
1: he had no fucking idea. Yeah, it's it's a fucking crazy concept, isn't it? Like, imagine. I mean, if you try and think about, it, like, in the real world now, like, if you were told in a month from now that this TV show was starting up, um, this baby's going to be born and he's going to live in this town and we're going to watch his entire life from yeah. here on out.
0: It's a hard pitch, like, because part of you would be like, I can't believe they're doing that. That's fucked. But then another part of you would be like, I've got to see this shit.
1: Because, mm-hmm, like, it's a 100% 24-7 continuous live stream that he's on yeah yeah live stream which is even like back-
0: this bloke's life yeah well that's back even before you know live streams were really
1: a thing that's it i mean you gotta think like what was the whole point of it like i mean viewership wise like what's the point like he lives in this artificial town where like what was it that kept people watching you know like surely if he lives in just this small town where he can't go anywhere else he just goes and does his job he's not there he's not doing anything with the cameras because he doesn't know they're there like surely it would have been boring as fuck
0: yeah but i guess if you think about if you think about back through your life there would have been times in your life when there was no one around where you did something stupid or you had a conflict with someone that not many people saw and all of that, that's been broadcast live so that people can actually see it. It'd make for some, it'd make for some interesting TV moments.
1: Sure. they'll be like few and far and in between. Like it's, yeah, I think overall, it would really be quite boring. I mean, Truman himself is not, it's a pretty vanilla sort of guy. Like, he's not anything special. He doesn't do anything crazy. He works like, what, a bank
0: job, was it? Yeah, I think he works in a bank or an office or some sort like that. Yeah. Like, he's not like, he's not like, apart from, he's not like ripping meth pipes and kicking babies and shit.
1: Yeah, no. Like, it would be pretty tame, boring shit that he would be doing all the time. Apart from, like, when them putting people in his life to change it and steer it and make it go in whichever direction, I guess, they really they wanted to.
0: And fuck with him, like, when they brought his father back from the dead. Yeah. Get them ratings up. Yeah, so this guy's not fucked enough as it is. Let's really, you know, nail him good. Do you reckon when he came out of it though? Because did he choose to come out of it or did he choose to go back in? I can't remember from the end of the movie.
1: I'm pretty sure. Um, big spoilers here, people. If you haven't seen it, I'm pretty sure he gets things. He tries to sail away. Oh, that's and right. Then he and he actually it. hit the dome. And the producer or director, whoever it is, tries to tell him to stay. And I'm pretty sure he um yeah he still leaves. Actually, he gives his um his catchphrase. Yeah. And um leaves. You know what I would, you know what, just think about it now, you know what I would actually love to see? That. Sequel movie, his reassimilation into normal everyday life.
0: And it's just 15 minutes. He goes, checks into a cheap shitty hotel, carves his name above the doorway and then hangs oh, himself. No. <laughs> no.
1: We're not, not going to, we're not having your Truman was here moment. No. No, certainly not. Well, it'd be interesting because, you know, it'd be like some sort of celebrity and stuff, you know, like all the TV shows, you know, all the talk shows, whatever. I would all want to get him on, you know, I would all want to do interviews with him asking about what it was like. What was it like when you found out that your whole life was a lie? And just like, you know, how crazy and different things were out in the real world.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he'd never he never have to work again. He could make, you know, money just off of His, his fame from that basically. Mm. But it was a, it's a pretty decent sort of performer of a movie as well, like as far as uh ratings and stuff go. Like uh, it still holds a 94% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is yeah, still Rory pretty. Yeah, Tommys Tommies. Good. Oh, Rotty Tommies, because they're very trustworthy and reliable people to get your reviews from. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, it, it is, you know, and it's still you know, a great thing. Even Entertainment Weekly named the Truman Show um, one of the 100 greatest, or Truman himself, sorry, as one of the 100 greatest characters of the last 20 years. But he did a similar movie to this as well. Yeah. Um, What was it called? Was it called The Majestic? don't know. You're telling the story? I'm pretty sure it was called The Majestic. He's like in a car accident and then he, it's not the same, but it's sort of similar. He wakes up in this like little town and he looks exactly like a guy that left the town and then disappeared off the face of the earth. So everyone acts like he's that guy and because his memory's a little fucked up from the accident, he sort of thinks he is and he starts to learn about his life as being this guy and, and stuff like that and then he realises all of his memory comes back and he's like, no, I'm not that guy. And I'm pretty sure he just, I'm pretty sure he just plays along with it still. Which right. is, yeah, it's a little bit randomly, but it has given birth to a few other interesting little bits and pieces uh for example syndrome called the truman show delusion or informally known as truman syndrome which is the delusion that uh, in which a person believes their life their life has been staged as a reality show uh, or that they're being watched on cameras so um and it's obviously named after the film before that they probably would have just categorised it as like schizophrenia or, or something like that um you imagine, delusional, yeah. Yeah. But could you imagine being like that already, like already feeling that way a little bit, and then you go and watch the Truman Show at the movies and you come well, out on the other wouldn't. side. Surely you'd like, it wouldn't. you think out of all the people, though, out of all the people in the world, out of all the delusional people in the world, one person didn't watch the trailer and just like, oh, fuck it, I like Jim Carrey movies, went and watched it and was like, oh, my <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> It's real. It's real. Jim Carrey is sending mm. secret messages to me and me
1: only. Mm. I think it's important to note, though, that even though it gets referred to as the Truman Show delusion or Truman syndrome, it is not officially recognised um, as an actual disorder.
0: No, it's not. It's just a thing came up with by these... It was two brothers, actually.
1: Mm. Who just, yeah, named it, obviously. So I, I'm assuming that it it's not... And there aren't as many cases. So there have been several hundred cases before, so I guess that is quite fair for you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but for lack of a better name,
0: why not? Why not exactly?
1: Um, other things that did come out of it, though, um, was that, funnily enough, um, Big Brother made its debut a year after the film came out.
0: Coincidence? I think not. I think not. The, um, the soundtrack's actually really interesting. Soundtrack? Yeah. yeah. So, it was composed by Burkhard dull wits um and there was also a song most of it's pretty well um it's a lot of just like stuff that's different but i don't know how to describe it like for example there's a you know there's a hank williams song don't go uh dig in your own grave which is a not a normal, it's an actual song. But from what I can see, the rest of it, like there's twenty twentieth century boy, which is like a um song by T Rex, yeah. No, it's it's a um it's a song by a rockabilly group called the Big Six. Yeah, right. And but it's like the rest of it's all pretty well, just like shit. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a soundtrack. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a you know, like you watch a soundtrack from a movie, but it's all just the. The original music they make, like the, ref- like the, not the refrain, but like, like the backing tracks for like certain scenes and stuff like that, the whole soundtrack's pretty mm. much set up to be like that. Like it's it's as if it was, yeah, just the sound effects they use for the, the movie and stuff or for the TV show, which I think is a really nice yeah, touch. just to
1: like, clarify, 20th Century Boy is a song by T-Rex.
0: Oh, well, it's performed by the Big Six. So maybe they do like a cover yeah. of it. There you go.
1: Thought it was, I was like, "That sounds like T Rex." Um, I think interestingly, This was something I forgot about, but just looking through it was um, the Joe Schmo show. Do you remember that one?
0: Yes, I vaguely remember hearing about it, but I can't remember a lot of it.
1: Yeah. So what uh, Joe Schmo show? uh, Similar in ways. So it was a reality TV show, and Joe Schmo, the guy that was in it, knew that he was in a reality TV show. However, we didn't. It was like a reality game contest, like show. Yeah. However, he was the only person that was unaware that none of the outcomes, it was all staged, like every, every other contestant, everything else on the show were all actors, they were all knew about what was going on, apart from him.
0: Right, that's interesting. What I just found as well is the year later, there was a movie release called Ed TV, which shared a very similar <laughs> premise. It's... It's basically the television channel true TV is commencing interviews for a TV show that shows a normal person's life 24/7 It's
1: yeah, right. pretty
0: yeah pretty, uh, similar apparently the director um, Peter Weir actually said that the film was partly inspired by the life of Michael Jackson as well um, because he felt like you know Michael much like Truman had dealt with a lifetime of media attention
1: different mm. but it, it is there I don't I don't say the comparison where like Truman, y- yes, but whereas Michael, Jack- Michael Jackson was fully aware of the media attention, Truman was completely oblivious and had no idea that he was being watched. Yeah. So, therefore, which is true. without knowing it, I, I, I couldn't say that it would have the same effect on him until the end when he actually starts cottoning onto what's going on.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently, there's actually, uh, I made a note of some some sort of interesting tidbits about the movie itself uh, There's actually an early clue that the whole thing's in located like the whole town's located inside a studio building uh, there's a shot of a vitamin D supplement bottle which because um, obviously they're not getting any yeah. access to the actual sun mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting uh, so from a reality show where everyone's in on the you know the, what's going on except for the one guy to a video game series where all of your favorites from Nintendo and even Sega, or all in the one place in Smash Bros.
1: Yeah. Super Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, it was good. I was happy with that. I'm glad you're happy with that. Oh, look, it's good to be
0: happy sometimes.
1: Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, Super Smash Brothers definitely, as you said, does have Nintendo and eventually even, what, Sega characters. Sure does. Off the ride as well.
0: Yeah, so you've got, a, you've got a pretty good mix. I remember the first time I ever... Um, you know, played Smash Bros. I actually went to a mate's place and he had it on the N64. I don't think I actually ever owned it on N64, but I played a lot of it at my mate's place. And it was just crazy. It was just like, you know, just beat the shit out of each other with different characters. Like... Uh, yeah, it's a very
1: fast-paced uh, game with a lot of shit going on all at once. It can oh, yeah. be. Especially when you're watching it. It can be... Especially like if you haven't played it and you have no idea, like, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? It's just mayhem really on the screen. Yeah.
0: I was like, there's that meme where it's like, you know, life? Adult life, like riding a bike, except the bike's on fire and the grounds on fire, everything's on fire. That's pretty much what Smash Bros it's like. A good game is like. Everything's happening all at once.
1: Like, yeah, basically. Yeah, fucking ice. It is.
0: Um, the original game featured eight characters from the start. So you had Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, uh, Yoshi, Kirby, Fox, and Pikachu, and four unlockable characters. So Luigi, who the fuck wants Luigi? Captain Falcon." Ness, and Jigglypuff. So it's a bit sort of smaller, the the original game on the N64. Yeah,
1: definitely. Compared to the roster that you get now in like the... What's the latest one? Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Ultimate? Compared to the... Yeah, compared to the roster that's on that. Holy shit. Yeah. Like what? It's at least... I would go as far as saying it's three times that origin, the original 12. Three times. I
0: reckon you'd be pretty close, I reckon. There's all kinds of shit that you hear do. Like, there's so many. So you've got, like, Inkling from uh, Splatoon, uh, Ridley from Metroid, King K. Rule from Donkey Kong, Isabel from Animal Crossing, uh, Simon from Castlevania. It's just so like was It was the Insign Raw from... Pokemon, Echo Fighters, Daisy based on Peach uh, from Mario. There's just heaps. Like there's so many. I could go through them all. And you can get Sonic, which is where the nice. see the Sega comes into it. And you can also get different versions of Link as well. You can get Dark Link. I think that's it. Isn't it? Dark Link and Normal Link. Uh,
1: I think so. You can get like Classic Link as well, can't you?
0: I think so. Um, you can get what was it there. There's heaps. Like you can get. Um, Ken from Street Fighter, Dark Samus, uh, Banjo and Kazooie from Banjo Kazooie. Like, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, fuck, Uh, okay. So, yeah, Ultimate, um, the base game features 74 playable fighters. That's more than
0: three times. Yeah. Holy shit. And the levels are crazy on the new one, on the Switch. When I played it at your place, I was like, man, this is fucking way different to the one I was used to.
1: Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. The pace, everything's just, yeah, off its head.
0: It is a real button masher as well. Like you can, I mean, I'm sure you can master it, and you can like smash the moves really well. Oh, you but can
1: definitely master
0: it for the most part. I think a lot of people just button mash.
1: Oh fuck yeah! Oh shit yeah! I'm I'm guilty. Guilty. Guilty is charged. Yeah. So overall, Ultimate apparently features over over eighty playable fighters. You know, I still haven't got an exact number there, but holy shit! It's still an insane roster, all things considered. Yeah, it really is. Absolute
0: madness. Some of the levels you can fight on in the new one as well are like an absolute fucking nightmare to fight on. Yeah, <laughs> like final, like final destination. Is that one of them?
1: Yeah, it's always been a difficult part with the levels and things when i like just been fucking caning someone off them and just being knocked out and off the screen and everything else. Like, it has all its challenges. It has,
0: which is generally the the, sort of the move you want to go for. If you can knock someone off the side of the screen, you're doing well. But there are other games in the series. Like, I didn't actually realise there were so many. I just kept thinking because it's the only ones I've really played, the N64 one and the Switch version. Uh, But there's, you know, like Smash Bros, uh, Melee, like, Ah, uh, the GameCube on a Game GameCube. I can remember when GameCube was a thing for all of about fifteen
1: minutes. GameCube was a thing. It wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad system.
0: Oh, it wasn't terrible. It just, I don't know. It didn't really, didn't really set the world on fire. Then you had Smash Bros. Brawl. No which was on the Wii, and then Smash Bros. for 3DS and Wii U, and then, of course, uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate. But, yeah, if you've never played one in the series, which I'd find very unlikely, I'm sure there'd be some people out there like that have never played it, maybe in the Amish community, but wow. if you haven't played it, definitely give it a crack. It's um, I don't know what you'd really class it as. It's like it's like Street Fighter or Tekken, but on speed.
1: I mean, it's a it's a fighting game.
0: It is a fighting game, but it's a very fast-paced a- fighting game.
1: Crazy fast-paced, yeah. fighting game, which is I mean, like what fuck? They've um for like especially with like, the original Smash Bros. uh for the N64, like they were still holding tournaments and shit for that, like for for, for what 15 years after its release.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That is like that's a huge impact, but like a massive um cultural impact.
1: Mm, like yeah, absolutely madness. Like people who and they have who have spent their time mastering it and, and yeah well, uh, certainly not something I think I could do because yeah when it gets down to it like it comes in like like perfect timing as well as knowing all the moves and everything else like it's a real real fine art I guess you could say
0: yeah to uh to steal a phrase from a, a good mate of mine I was talking to the other day and he was uh ex- trying to explain Rocket League to me in a bit more detail he was saying that it's one of those games, and Smash Bros. is very much the same. Easy to pick up, but hard to master. Mm. You can pick up Smash Bros. and start playing it and, you know, do okay. Complete the story or whatever. But, you know, to play it properly and, you know, to be really, really good, it would take you ages to figure it all out. Interestingly enough, here you go, here's a fun fact for you. We love some fun facts here. Colder popularity. Uh, Smash Bros. for Wii U was the fastest selling Wii U game to date. Selling three point three nine, sorry, yeah, three point three nine million units worldwide within just two months of availability, beating the record previously held by Mario Kart Eight. Yeah, wow! If you think about how like huge Mario Kart is as a a franchise, yeah, for for Smash Bros to beat it like that, that's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, that's madness.
0: No, it really is. Who's your go-to when you uh when you play Smash
1: Bros? I don't really have a go to. I've always been a bit more of a casual player of the of the Smash Bros. I wouldn't yeah. actually say I have a go to.
0: Wouldn't they have an exact go to. Like it depends on who you're playing against as well. Like sometimes it's fun if you're playing with your mates or whatever to just go look. We're just both going to press random, and whoever we get is whoever we get. Mm. That can be fun, and, and that makes it more challenging as well. Because if you get someone shit and they get someone that's like super OP, it's like well fuck, <laughs> fucked myself there. <laughs> Yeah, but there's all the different like power ups and pickups and stuff. Like, if you get the right ones, you can you know you can still win easily with you know a shittier player. I think Link's usually a pretty good go to. Link's not bad. He goes all right. He isn't. Do you want Link's you want not
1: bad or uh, maybe Samus?
0: Samus is pretty good. You can get the ball roll going, which is pretty handy. Okay. All right. So, do you want me to hit you with some fun, some fun ass facts about Smash Bros? Do it. All right. Smash Bros was first known as Pepsi Man during development. Apparently. What? It was first known as Pepsi Man during development so um the development team that were making it uh they had like obviously when you're testing mechanics of a game you don't use fully rendered models you just use like the basic sort of models hmm. and so they had some po- some some polygon figures they'd made up and it looked similar to the pepsi Man, who was like the pepsi mascot in japan in uh, the 90s coincidentally though pepsi man is also a video game on PlayStation, where you are actually Pepsi Man and everything's about Pepsi.
1: Okay, then. Um,
0: lead designer of the series voices King Didi, whatever his name is. Didi, didi, that guy. Um, let have a look. The Master Hand can be unlocked, which is pretty common knowledge, I think. Um... The ice climbers are the only characters who've been cut after appearing in multiple releases. So they were in, um, and then they they were cut for uh, a few games in the series, or one game in the series, and then it was then they were brought back for Ultimate Um, Snake. Solid Snake was added because of the friendship between friendship with with Hideo Kojima. Yeah, right. I'm trying to think if there's anything. This one I thought was actually really interesting. So um, the Meta Knight and Bayonetta are the only characters to have ever been banned from Smash Bros. And the reason they're Banned. banned. yeah, so the reason they're banned is because they're too, well, basically they're too OP from the sounds of it. Like, um, they're banned. They were banned from the actual uh, later games.
1: Oh, from like tournaments.
0: From tournaments and stuff, so they're banned. So they can't. Yeah, you know, right. Okay. So you can't, you know, spam them and you know, be a cunt basically, because no one likes. When people play like cunts. There's a lot of people that sit and just like just like pick you off and snipe you when you try to do stuff in like online games. Damn fuckheads.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Maybe other people just need to get good.
0: You know? Maybe. I remember when I was playing the original Red Dead on PS3, I was playing that online, and these kids had taken over a fort, like, by kids, I reckon they would have been, like, 12 or 13 or something like that, by the sounds of them, and they were, like, just, like, sniping anyone that came near to it. So, like, I got a heap of other people that I was, like chatting with online, got them to ride in, like, a pack to try and distract them while I ran around the other side, got in there. I believe
1: you mean a posse, but that's okay. Well,
0: I don't think you could actually form posses in the original Red Dead Online.
1: It's all right. He's still in the old west, mate. It was a posse.
0: It was a posse. All right. I had the posse. They got a posse together. They rode off. I snuck in, and one of the kids was like, I could hear him on my headset, obviously. He was like, he's, like, he's downstairs. He's downstairs. And they came running down the stairs. And as soon as they got downstairs, I killed them all with a shotgun. And then the fort was mm-hmm. ours. And then we kept sniping them, What they, like what they were doing to us. And then they rage quit. Nice. Yeah. It was awesome. Made me happy. But back on the... Uh, subject of smash bros um i think it's a really good game it's like i would put it in the same sort of thing as like mario kart it's a good game to have in your collection if you've ever got people around um if, you know if you're ever allowed to have people in your house ever again after coronavirus is finished um it's a good one to have in your collection because it's something that everyone can play you can have a bit of fun unless people get upset and start rage quitting and carrying on it's a lot of fun
1: <laughs> controllers through tvs you know yeah you know the drill you know, you know what people do. Mm. There think one other thing that I found out which is pretty really interesting, that James Bond was once considered as a possible playable character. However, due to licensing and basically money, uh, not happening.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess because as we've already covered, GoldenEye is a uh, classic N64 game. It would make sense to have him in Smash Bros. But unfortunately, James Bond is not an original character by Nintendo.
1: No, no, definitely not. All
0: well, right well it's from from going to war and battling and fighting with your friends to battling it out on the drag strip let's talk about upper middle bogan
1: upper middle bogan definitely one of the it's one of the better thing uh tv series is, that i was saying coming out of australia in a
0: while comedy wise at least yeah it's actually really um really good like it's so i don't know it's just it's just one of those iconic ones i think that that sort of really hit everything right like it's it's got the classic trope in it you know, of, you know, the posh, well-to-do family and people and stuff having to sort of come together and, you know, mesh with the, the bogan, blue-collar sort of people. Mm. But it does it in a very different and clever sort of way.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, I like, yeah, the way they they introduced it all and brought it all in in the uh, first episode when, um, what, Bess finds out that she is, she's actually adopted and her adopted mother had never taken the time to, to tell her, um... So she goes out, and find, finds her her birth parents, and starts reconnecting with her her biological family. Where she finds out she has three other siblings as well. Yeah. So you've got you've got the other
0: the other siblings, which are you know great characters in themselves. Um, you got you know Browner with uh, Kane and Amber.
1: I love Kane. Kane was great.
0: Kane's great. I'm a I'm a big fan of Amber. Um, for a lot of reasons, but. Um, I just love her attitude. Like, she's got the worst fucking attitude. <laughs> she's got, like, she's just foul mouth, doesn't give a fuck, says whatever comes to her mind, quick wit, and just, yeah, brutal as fuck. Love it.
1: Yeah, she does get very straight to the point. She
0: does. I think the reason that it was such a... Great show. Um, and if you're listening to this outside of Australia, it does get it is broadcast internationally. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. Uh, it is guaranteed laughs. Uh, oh, definitely. I think mean, mean, part of its success, though, and the fact that it is so good is the creative team behind it is actually a pretty solid um, creative team as well. So it's actually created by Robin Butler and Wayne Hope, who are actually married in real life, or married. Um, so she... Uh, Robin, that is, has a um, he or host well, she hosted a TV, uh, sorry, on TV. She hosted a radio program called Tough Love on Triple M. Um, mm. But she also was a, had a starring role in a TV comedy series, The Librarians. And Wayne Hope actually features in one or two episodes. He's um, he's the guy that works at the racetrack that does like hot laps and stuff like that. And he's also the guy that tries to teach Kane how to drag race properly. <laughs> um, so that's that's who he is. and then you've also got. Um, it's mainly so it's mainly directed by Wayne Hope and Tony Martin, who's another Australian comedian.
1: I think you are um, missing one of the jewels in the crown there of the show, though, Trent. Well, the biggest jewel in the crown. I was actually waiting to get to it, but
0: I know where you're going with this. Is oh, look, great needs to be said. Great Glenn Robbins,
1: indeed. The very great Glenn Robbins uh, plays Wayne Wheeler, which is uh, Bess's biological father. Classic.
0: Yeah, he's um. He's, yeah, when you see Wayne as a character, you can sort of see where Kane got his uh, intelligence from in some aspects.
1: <laughs> I think one of the best recurring jokes I think I love with uh, Wayne's character, though, is the glass eye.
0: Oh, the glass eye is cracking. Like, um, I think it's when Sean's... Uh, So Amber's son, Sean, is racing against the Broccoli Baron, the guy that actually caused Wayne to crash and lose his eye. His son is racing against Wayne's grandson, Sean. I explain that in the worst way possible. And Wayne's like, I can't watch. And he puts one hand over one eye, so he covers his only good eye. (laughs) That's fucking gold. That is comedy gold (laughs) right there. It really is. That had to have come from the brainchild of Glenn Robbins, though. That had to be him. 100%, I reckon. It's a very Glenn Robbins joke.
1: Yeah, no. Glenn Robbins is great. Um, Definitely a great all-rounder there. Um, Something else I noticed... in case you, you do you have any US listeners out there and you like, this upper middle bogan, what is this? This all sounds rather familiar. Um, I actually found out that it's actually called Bess of Both Worlds when it was released in the US. Oh, wow. It's hmm.
0: an interesting name, I guess, because you know the main character being Bess, Denya. Um,
1: yeah, it's, it's interesting. I guess um, the fact that bogan is a very, very Australian word, probably. It is. Um, would have been a little bit lost on uh, American
0: audiences. Yeah, well, I mean, what's the US equivalent of a bogan? Like a redneck, I guess?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yes, if they were taking it off the uh, off, off the way that they're portrayed in, in Upper Middle Bogan, surely they'll go for some sort of like...
0: NASCAR family. Uh, like yeah. Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights kind of vibe. I, like, I do like the... Um, the way, like, all the dynamics of the cast, like the characters interacting with each other, sort of work as well. Like, um, you know, at first, Danny, who's Bess's husband, is very sort of hesitant. And then he's always a bit of a snob. Like, he's sort of, you know, but every now and again, he tries to get in with the wheelers. And it's he the does. most awkward shit you'll ever see. It's so funny. Like, um, one of the things that I actually use from the show, my wife, Rachel, and I, have, you know, watched it multiple times through, is there's an episode where. Um, Danny's got Sean with them um, to do uh, work experience and. He's, you know, he's, a, he's an architect, so he works from home. And he starts going through all the different stuff they have. Like, you know, he's like, oh, would you like a coffee? You know, and he goes through all these different, like, types of coffees and, like, fancy sort of coffees. And he's like, "Like, oh, just, you know, Nescafe Blend 23. Still a classic. And then the one I, <laughs> the one I steal is, like, you know, we've got sparkling water, filtered, unfiltered, you know, or just plain plain tap water, you know. Rockin' the H2O. <laughs> uh, I use rockin' the H2O quite a bit he he's very much a try hard old danny
1: yeah, he, is. he definitely wants to uh support his wife and make it work but uh yeah he yeah it's funny it's funny to watch him try and uh, be accepted oh, it's not so much be accepted I, th- I feel like they do accept him but try and make himself you know one of them in ways when he's obviously just it's just not him
0: yeah and even um even Bess's adoptive mother margaret uh tries to come around more on the you know bogan side she starts to enjoy facets of that lifestyle as well and develops a relationship with the um the other you know the other family like there's an episode where uh, her and um, Julia competing over you know who gets to spend Mother's Day together with Bess and you know Margaret's sort of of the opinion. Well, she raised her, Julie gave her up. She should get to have the Mother's Day. And then a little girl starts asking her at this function they're at. They're both at. Um, basically, you know, because so they're basically the story is they're trying to get into this charity organization, and it's portrayed that. Uh, Margaret and Julie are actually a lesbian couple Mm, and mm. so so she's like you know this little girl sort of asking all these questions and she's like well you know how do you do you take it in turns of who gets breakfast in bed or you know who gets all the presents every year what happens and through this line of questioning she like Margaret I guess sees the fact that Julie missed out on all of those years with Bess having the breakfast in bed and having the presents and all the Mother's Day stuff. And so she sort of steps aside a little bit and, and pulls herself back so that Julie can have more of the enjoyment. And it's moments like that. Like, I think that's what makes the show so great. Yes, it's big laughs, but there's also a few moments through it where there's a lot of heart as well.
1: Not definitely. Definitely. I mean, that's an important distinction to make as well, though, was that uh Bess's adopted Mike. My- adoptive mother Uh, margaret is very uh complete opposite end of the spectrum very prim and
0: proper yeah she's um yeah she's very much like i guess her and julie you'd compare to the bucket woman and her sisters you know from keeping up appearances where she's she's very prim and proper and and has done well for herself and is trying to live that that lifestyle and her family especially her sisters are very very rough around the edges Hmm. yeah it's a stellar cast Everyone plays their play their, their part very well. On the same note, as you know, being a big fan of Kane, I have to say I'm a huge fan of Oscar, um, Bess, and Danny's son. Oh yeah, he <laughs> he is absolutely gold. Some of the stuff he comes out of. and like the face that he pulls with it, like the most puzzled. Like, you know, this is an episode where they're talking about Bess's adoptive mother, Margaret, her husband, had a mistress. And he starts telling this story about how his friend had a had a mistress and she was um she was like a tutor from overseas. Then she had to get sent back to her country because um, there was some problem, because she was getting along too well with the kid's father or something. Like that. So it's basically the same story. Like, yeah, different kind of mistress. But, you know, it's, it's a funny sort of way that he, he sort of tells it, which is great. I'll tell you who is an underrated character in the show, though. Dave Thornton as uh, dave thornton as troy
1: <laughs> sean's dad and Amber's sean's ex-boyfriend.
0: Dad. yeah he's an absolute no, he's crack great. Up. There's, a, there's some absolute belter one-liners that come out of him like there's one where he's got a new family and he's looking after the kids and he's singing old mcdonald had a farm and then amber turns up and she's like like how the fuck do you know old mcdonald had a farm because like he was never there for sean and He's, he just turned around and he's like, Amber, everybody knows he had a farm. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> it's just classic. Like, it's so good. The only thing I would pick Fault in is that there's only three seasons.
1: True, true. And, and they're, they're a, short seasons too.
0: They are short seasons. Mm-hmm.
1: what eight episodes a season.
0: Yeah, which is a good thing in a way, I guess. Like you can you can smash through the whole series in a day, day and a half, quite quickly. You're, yeah, Yeah, nothing else to do. We're in we're in isolation now. Like you can smash through. <laughs> I think Rachel's actually rewatching it at the moment. So, um, yeah, and it doesn't look like it's going to be renewed. It was it's going to be picked up again. Like it's it's been it's no, finished no. in two thousand sixteen. She dead. She dead. She dead. But yeah. Overall, great series. Hilarious to watch. Um, it has won one award out of the seven it's been nominated for
1: oh you know you win some you win one
0: you lose <laughs> you, win some. One. you win one you lose some yeah um yeah it didn't win the logie in 2014 didn't win the logie in 2015 it did win the aacta award best comedy best television comedy um that's the only award it ever won but yeah um Definitely worth a watch if you've never seen it, or if you've because it is on it is on Netflix. Um, if on you the flicks, been, if Uh you Hulu
1: flicks. in in the US uh, is the best the US. of both worlds, apparently.
0: Yeah. So if you are ever flicking through Hulu, Hulu, sorry, and you see Best of Both Worlds, or you're flicking through the flicks and you see Upper Middle Bogan, you've always thought, oh, I don't know if it'd be any good or not. Definitely worth a watch. Mm.
1: And this, I do not know, and. Don't know if I'll we'll be happy to see it. However, apparently it will be remade by CBS in America.
0: Oh, like they did with Kath and Kim. Did they? Did not. But I'm pretty sure there's an American Kath and Kim. I'm actually very confident. Woo. What am I doing? There is a US version of Kath and Kim.
1: Another classic. Also starring the great Glenn Robbins. It is.
0: Did you know that as good as that show was, it once got beaten for an award by Double the
1: Fist? <laughs> I did know that. <laughs>
0: How's that for a little throwback let's go let going, going way back way back double crazy rich fish check it out if you haven't already what uh listened to that episode I nearly nearly said watched but whatever
1: but, yeah I, the, I mean f- you could you could watch it you can watch that uh that timeline bar just scrolling <laughs> up as you, as you listen to us
0: tick across the screen
1: uh, well that' would be about it for another episode of the cop yeah, it would be
0: um before we should probably go through and give everything a bit of a quick rate of Reno though yeah. A little bit of a quick, quick raten.
1: rotten. All right, let's
0: go. Truman Show. I reckon Truman Show, probably, uh, I'd give that a four Nielsen's out of five. Yeah, I'll give it four. It's a, it's a pretty solid movie. It's in part, It gets a little bit long in the tooth in a few areas where it's just like, meh. But it is, a, it is a good film.
1: Yeah, definitely a good film. Definitely a must say at some point.
0: Yeah, if you haven't already, give it a mm, watch.
1: Interesting concept. Bit of a, yeah, it's just, it is. It's good, good to watch.
0: If you have any form of paranoia about being watched, probably don't watch it. But other than that, check it out.
1: Definitely recommend, apart from that.
0: Apart from that. Uh, Smash Bros. Oh, I'll let you go first on this one.
1: Yeah, look, Smash Bros. I have always found Smash Bros. good to play. Definitely um, has its iconic place in there. But personally... I would probably give Smash Bros three and a half. Three and a half what? Three and a half. Three and a half Master Hands out of five. Three and a half Master Hands.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that rating as well. It's um, it's a good game. It's a good party favourite. But other than that, yeah, I wouldn't rush out. Mm. Pl- I'm not rushing out to play it every day, but it's something that's good for a bit of fun every now and again.
1: Mm, true. And it's not something I've found myself being able to play, for, especially for long periods of time. Buy myself.
0: Because you'll have a fucking seizure Mm. if you play it for too long. So much shit going on (laughs) on the screen. (laughs) And up middle Bogan, I reckon I will give it five VL Commodores out of five. 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 Fuck.
1: Look, I will give it four and a half Dragsters out of five.
0: Is the half just because there's not enough of it?
1: No, I mean, it was good. Definitely has its, uh, you know, its lulls though as well. I don't think it's going to, it doesn't get a perfect score. It's not perfect. Yeah,
0: you're probably right, but I really enjoy it. I'll give it a I'll give it a, a five. And well, definitely
1: good, but uh, no, nah, definitely not getting a perfect score. It's no fucking. It's not a great Aussie adventures.
0: Oh mate, is that in the hat? It's all Aussie, all Aussie. adventures.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, I'm sure it would have been put in there at some point.
0: If it's not, we'll fucking add it. <laughs> all right. Speaking of hats, ah, uh, we're onto it.
1: I've got them here. I've got them ready this time. Yeah.
0: Look at you all prepared?
1: I've no idea what I'm doing, but uh. Here we go. See what we got. Oh, get the fuck out. You wouldn't know, mate. There is no shit.
0: Did you just pull all all of the adventures out of the hat?
1: I fucking just pulled Russell Coit out of the fucking hat. Get the (laughs) fuck out. (laughs) Fuck off.
0: That is gold.
1: Like, I started doing, I started unfolding a bit of paper, and I'm just like, I'm like, no, that's it's not fucking Russell Coit done. Mate.
0: Mate. Mate. Holy shit. Are we in a fucking predetermined TV show right now?
1: Oh, I don't know. It feels a little bit like it, though, eh? <laughs> fuck me. No shit. Like, see, you know, I said, I'm like, Russ, I'm like, no, that's not, no, no, fucking it is. It's Russell Coit. Fuck yeah.
0: Lock it in, Eddie. All right.
1: What's next? Here we go. Video games. Right. A little bit of the Arkham series. Ooh. It'll be uh, the Dark Knight himself.
0: That is going to chew up a good portion of an episode, I reckon. I reckon it will. There's a, there's a, a lot to a unpack good, there.
1: That's a good series. And uh, by all means, this should be a movie that I rip out next. And I've got here. Oh, here we go. Going back to a, a little bit of a classic comedy right here Flying High, a.k.a. Flying high. Airplane.
0: A.K.A. airplane, because, I don't know, in America, the movie about an airplane, um, let's no, call it America. call, Ameri- call it airplane.
1: It, no, no, it's just airplane. Airplane. Because Americans, yeah, because yeah, that's what Americans are. Americans don't call it an airplane. Oh, like airplane. a normal person. They just call it let's call it an airplane. As opposed to all the other planes that aren't in the air.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Man, I really hope I don't know I don't know if we've got any American listeners. We do not mean to shit on your people as much as we do, but
1: But you butchered the English language. And you what? make
0: it make it pretty easy easy for us, let's let's face it.
1: But no, look, it's just banner. Just banner. Bit of I'm sure banner. you can give it back. I'm sure you got it. So yeah, no, that's a that's a good that's a good draw right there. It I is. am I'm still I'm still blown out about Rip and Russell out though. That's fucking Mate, some gold right there.
0: That is an absolute belter. But yeah, I've come to the end as we uh, inevitably must. Must, I should say. Uh, but as always, hit us up on the socials, the Facebook, uh, Instagrams, the Twits on the Twitter. Uh, get in contact with us if you want to suggest anything. Yeah, uh, we love some suggestions. Uh, mostly, you know, as has been our message, if you do already follow us on Facebook and/or uh, and instagram um question there is why won't you follow us why aren't you following us on both but our main message has been you know stay safe everyone take care it is crazy times we are living in mad max times at the moment but uh it's another episode in the can and cop that